Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We want to greet you and welcome you to this specific, synchronized season of destiny. I want you to prepare yourself to receive the greatest treasure ever known, the revealed presence and purpose of God spoken into your life by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I want you to also know that every God word from the Holy Scriptures will be alive not only to predict or inspire, but this is a time of performance. God will perform in your life. I want you to uh, let your friends, your relative, your loved ones, our sons and our daughters around the world know that I am with you in a moment of connection, both here and there, as well as everywhere. I declare to you that grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus the Christ. And proclaim that the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ and the fellowship and communion of the Almighty Holy Spirit is yours. Amen and amen. Amen. A number of things that the Lord has spoken to me about regarding you. You have not reached terminality. You are not at a place where you are running out of neither spiritual fuel, nor divine energy. You are not in a season where this world and its dictates has arrested you to become a Christian prisoner. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. And there are four specific things that the Lord has directed me to speak to you um, today. And to speak into you today. As a prophet of the Lord. As a chief in the worldwide global church. There are four specificities coming your way. One is provision. The provider. The feeder. The supplier. Is upon you now. And what might seem to be impossible or too hard for us to figure out in the natural and in the rational will come upon us and overtake us and we will celebrate the provision of the provider. That's the first thing. You might as well tell everybody that needs provision to be with us right now in this moment while I prepare myself to read out of the sacred scriptures some of the things that the master will never fail 
to do for his body, the church. He is uh, the uh, provider. Very, very uh, 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 reliable um, and very, very uh, unshakable that the prophet, the psalmist, David would say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Provision is yours. Provision to the point of superabundance is yours. Provision is yours now. Supply is yours now. Spiritual food is yours now. And so uh, prepare for me to talk about that a little bit as the Spirit leads. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and the second thing that you will receive, and then you send in your prayer requests together with your testimony. You tell us... Uh, Apostle, man of God, doctor, here, here, here was my prayer request, but while I was writing it, or, or as I sent it in uh, last week or yesterday, it's come to pass while we are together in this spiritual connection now. I want to hear, I'm reading and rejoicing both uh, over the testimonies coming in. Oh, uh, you were terminal and you're healed. The doctors can't figure out where the cancer left uh, or where it's at. Um, you had a situation and it's gone. You need to sell a property and the provision has come. We rejoice with you over the testimonies. But we also pray with, uh, with authority because the Lord said the effectual fervent prayer, the bubbly fiery prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, imagine, well, you know that it's not just your leadership praying, it's also your body, your family, uh, you, you, your relatives in the spirit, um, the Global Touch Prayer Initiative men and women who seek your victory in the area of provision as much as they desire theirs in their personal life. And so the second thing is um, protection and preservation. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm going to talk about that right now. You might as well just open your front doors or, or your office door and say bye-bye to anxiety or worry or fear or anything because no threat verbally or, or in written form. No threat visibly or in sound around you shall prosper. Your protector is your preserver and he is more than a conqueror over every circumstance that faces you. Be it orchestrated naturally or backed up spiritually by dark invisible demonic forces. None of those uh, uh, Plans, plots of the enemy will prevail against you because there will be preservation and protection and there will be a performance that will cause the opposition to cease in your life now. That doesn't mean you won't have warfare, but the thing I'm talking about now will cease. 
You open your door. You, you open your door to your office. You open your windows to your house. Not to let something in, but to say bye-bye. I will not fear. I will not worry. I will not relent. I will start celebrating now. The man of God said today, he's going to declare into my life from the Holy Scriptures that what has been opposing my ministry, my call, my purpose, and my desire to please God will experience immediate accelerated defeat. And it will come into a place of cessation. What was trying to overpower me will become my footstool while we have this holy connection today. He is your protector. Amen. He is your protector. He is your protector and he is your preserver. So that's the second thing that I want you to, uh, to, to prepare for. And he told me to talk to you about the third thing. He is your deliverer. Every habit, every inadequacy, every arena of uh, condemnation, everything that has made your heart feel like your petition is not heard. Every lie of the enemy that brings something from way in your past and tries to put it in your prayer chamber now to make unbelief rule or tamper with your absolute faith. Every area of demonic uh, activity. Maybe you inherited a generational problem. Maybe you are afflicted by demonic uh, attacks. Maybe in the night season, I'm talking to someone who nightly you experience nightmares. Or in the daytime, you have panic attacks. Or they diagnosed you with some kind of an emotional or a mental instability they want to give you or have already prescribed for you antidepressants or whatever, deliverance. Did you hear me? You, you, uh, did you hear what I said? Your feeder, your supplier, your provider, one, is your, is your preserver and rescuer and protector too. But he's also your deliverer and he will take that which is opposite to you and anti your call and drive it out of your life to where you and it have nothing to do in common again no connection therefore no rule over you you will rule and reign in life and you will you will become a living witness immediately i believe before we finish this live connection together by the power of the lord by the anointing or the activity and the energy of the almighty Holy Spirit, there will be a driving out of what offends and there will be a change in you. An attitude that is uh, uh, full of gratitude and celebration and uh, thankfulness and worship to God because the Lord is going to show us why we have this appointment. That this will not be a band-aid or a temporary change, but the situation I'm talking about that you're dealing with, you will deal with no more. Just like the children of Israel were told the Egyptians that oppose you now you will see them no more forever. 
I say to you, the demonic attacks that you are facing now, you will deal with those no more forever. That very thing that you're bringing to the altar of prayer, the very thing that you're joining tens upon tens of thousands of prayer requests and testimonies with today will not only be answered, but will be answered permanently. You will deal with it again, never. You will never have to deal with it again. You will be granted authority over it forever and ever through the power of the Lord who has called us to connect here together. Amen? Amen. So he is our feeder, our provider. He is our supplier. He is your supplier and he will supply today. I'm going to talk to you about that. One. Two is he is your preserver and your protector and the ruler over your opposition and in response to your petition he will preserve and protect you today so you might as well open your doors say bye bye to worry because you know the end and the outcome ahead of time and bye bye to fear he will deliver you today not temporarily but permanently from the most important area in your life the most important thing you need performance in performance will be supplied and you will never again deal with that forever. Forever. And then the fourth thing is purpose. I believe that the Lord has called us to come together today for me to obey him in delivering an awakening of purpose in your life, of ministry in your life, of testimony in your life. You're not going to only be free, you're going to tell about your freedom. You're not going to only be changed, you're going to tell about your change. You're not going to only go to the opposite from defeat to absolute victory, but you're going to tell about victory. You're not going to keep what you receive to yourself, you're going to share it with your surrounding so that the evangelion or the preaching of the gospel will be carried out with absolute orthodoxy of scripture and universality of impact that the whole world will hear the gospel of the kingdom of God devils will bow, knees will bow, Christ will be magnified and household will be delivered, there will be a recovery of what was lost, there will be a provision in every arena of your life, I want you I want I want you to, to send us your, your prayer requests, also your testimonies, and I want you to share um, our live event. I want you to like uh, our, our, our words, if you like them. Amen? And I want you to post your prayer requests now. Our entire team globally is ready to respond to your prayer requests and your needs. And then I want you to prepare for what the Lord has directed us to do in, in, in your life. I'm going to be reading to you out of a very, very significant um, Bible today and sharing with you some things. Of course, you know that we love 
and we champion the faith that was once and once and for all delivered to the saints' safekeeping. We, the body of Christ, are the keepers of the book. We are, we are the people of the book. We are heirs of the holy and sacred scriptures. We are heirs of the scriptures and of the covenant that God made with Abraham and his seed. We're heirs of the holy scriptures, Moses, the law, and the prophets. But we're also heirs of the holy scriptures uh, that make up what we know to be the new testament or the new covenant. This was delivered to us, the body of Christ, from the uh, first century at the cradle of Christianity. To be uh, supplied to the church in three original languages and then within just a couple of hundred years, uh, several hundred centuries, hundreds of languages were the, the word of God was translated into. We believe the word of God. Today I'm going to be sharing and speaking to you out of a very important uh, uh, Bible. In, 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 in my convictions, it's the single most important uh, Bible to the English-speaking church because it is the 1769 Oxford King James Bible. Not because it is a King James, but in 1769, the English language was standardized and about four to 5,000 words were corrected and standardized in spelling and in pronunciation, giving to us a language that has now become one of, if not the leading language of preaching the gospel to the world. Um, when I go uh, and I study the ancient uh, manuscripts of the word of God, I will uh, crisscross in many ancient languages and love the Ethiopic and love the Latin, love the Greek. We love the Aramaic or Syriac translations, etc. But when I'm talking to you now, I'm preaching to you out of the first edition what, that goes hand in hand with the, uh, with the dictionary of the English language. And so whether you prefer uh, another translation or not in English, you can give credit to the standardization of the language uh, uh, to the 1769 Oxford translation. But before we go there to read, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the revelation of God. God revealed himself through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Thank you for your enthusiasm. And it is, we are heirs of the Holy Scriptures. We are heirs of the Scriptures both in the Old and in the New. You may say, well, Doc, I love the Scriptures. Uh, man of God, I believe in the Old Testament. Well, then you might as well join with the psalmist and say, kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. And so you will also <laughs> agree, amen, kiss the son, amen, the son of God, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. amen. 
And so the apostle John reveals to us something that is in agreement with the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah said, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Uh, The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. John in his gospel in the first chapter said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God or and God was the word according to the uh, Middle English. Amen? Amen? And the original languages. And so this person of the word is uh, uh, from the beginning or the dateless past was with God and one in essence with God. And so, and then he says, and the word became flesh. We know that this is reality because we know that Miriam or Mary, uh, the, the blessed virgin, was told by Gabriel in the gospel of Luke and prophesied about in the writings of Isaiah that I show you a mystery. A virgin will conceive, Isaiah said, and bring forth the son and you will call his name Emmanuel or God with us. Now, Luke said um, that Gabriel said, Mary, you have found great favor with God or great grace with God and you will conceive in your womb, bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus. He will sit on the throne of his father David and of his kingdom there will be no end and then looking at all the scriptures for he will save his people. And she said, how will this be? And he explained, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. That's why the Holy One which shall be. You say, Doc, what does that have to do with provision? I'm glad you asked. Because our Lord Jesus, our teacher and Savior who cannot lie, called himself the bread that came down from heaven. The words that I'm speaking to you right now, they are bread for your spirit. They are bread for your life. And when Satan himself came to Christ in the temptation and said to him, turn these stones into bread, Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God and speaking to the religious Sadducees and Pharisees, he said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. He will feed you like he is feeding you right now. Thank you for your enthusiasm. And so the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and you will conceive. In other words, you will receive what you cannot manufacture. Miriam, you will receive what man cannot supply you with, and you will be able to give birth in Bethlehem, the house of bread, to the bread that came down from heaven because God plans to supply and provide for his people. He is the good shepherd. He is the provider. He is, hallelujah, he is the one that puts a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That's the 23rd psalm of the same uh, prophet uh, and psalmist, David. Amen? So that Gabriel says the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. 
That's why the Holy One which shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. Will be called the Son of God. And so John said, and the Word was made flesh or became a man. And Isaiah said, unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. My God, that's good. But, but now watch what he said. In, in St. John, the Apostle John, the beloved, who wrote the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the Apocalypse of John. Said, and the Word became a man, or became flesh, and lived among us, and we beheld His glory, or we saw His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So what we saw Jesus do was the will of the Father. What Christ, Christ revealed what the Father wanted. And he said the works that I do, the Father in me, he doeth the works. Hallelujah. And, And when the religious Jews were going to stone him, he said, for what good work do you stone me? And they said, we stone you for no good work, but because you, being a man, call yourself the Son of God, making yourself equal with God. And he said, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the scriptures came, uh, uh, or the word came and the scripture cannot be broken, saith you of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world. You blaspheme because I said I'm the son of God. And, 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 and uh, are you following me? Yes. We're talking about provision. We're talking, about, we're talking about feeding you. We're talking about the feeder. Amen. Amen. And so he, he, said, uh, he said, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is what he did. I'm going to show you this. Write it down. Talk about it. Share it with your family. Because it's not going to be your finish line. It's going to be uh, incentive for your transition to higher ground with God. It's not going to be your finish line. It's going to be your incentive for transition to a higher line. Glory be to God. And so we are heirs of the Holy Scriptures, but we're also heirs of the faith that was once and once and for all delivered to us by the Lord and by those that heard Him. And we're heirs of the same Spirit that we received on the 50th day in the supernatural outpouring of the almighty Holy Spirit. So we, the church that is built upon the confession and the revelation of Simon, who said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And our Lord said upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What he said in the first century is a reality in the 21st. You are built upon a rock that cannot be moved. Your victory is procured because your provider is present. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. So are you sending me your prayer requests? Amen. Amen. 
So our Lord cares about you, every area of your life, and this is why I am taking a time to be live with you now, and our global family is going to take not only a time, but time and times and times in the days to follow to respond to you and take you before the throne of God and also share your testimonies. And, and, and this is the purpose, because the Lord cares not only about spiritual things like um, your spiritual life, your mental peace, um, uh, etc., your eternal life, uh, uh, the life which is to come. He also cares about your natural provision. He is your feeder. Yes. Yeah. And, and so if the Lord Jesus demonstrated or revealed the will of the Father, and he did, and he said, I don't do it by my power, I do it by the power of the Father, and he did. And then he taught us, and he did. But on two separate occasions, he did not stop with feeding us spiritual food. He wanted to also feed us the antidote to natural hunger. And he looked and he saw that the multitude were hungry. He had compassion on them. He wanted to feed them. And uh, he told the disciples, you feed them. And they said, we, we, we only we take 200 denarii, 200 penny worth for each of them to get a little bit. If we send them away, um, uh, they won't make it to uh, a place to buy food. God cares about putting bread on your table. Thank you. And and the bread that God puts on your table is not light bread. (laughs) What God put when God provides it, it does not only fill your belly, it fills every part of your life with a rejoicing and a testimony about his goodness because he feeds you what is blessed. He's the feeder. And so he took that little lunch from the boy and he looked up and he blessed it and he broke and he began to feed and multitudes were fed. About 25,000 human beings at one point were fed from a lunch. He distributed to the disciples, the disciples distributed to uh, other disciples and, and thousands upon thousands were fed and when they were filled, he said, now go gather the fragments that nothing would be lost and baskets of bread were filled. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to stop here and just tell you this. It is a done deal. Your provision is met. Yeah. It is a done deal. You're going to be full of provision and supply. It's a done deal. After you're satisfied, you're going to have to hire. You're going to have to call. You're going to have to implement the members of your family, your church, and your ministry to go find what is left over because there's something left for someone else after you. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, uh, and so when he did that, had Christ 
Jesus been like all other humanity. He would not have had the wisdom he had. Because we wanted to make him our king right there and then. And we wanted him to rule us right there and then. That could have been Christ's decision. He arrived. He could have just arrived. But I told you, this is not going to be your arrival. This is going to be your incentive. And you know what he did? After being the feeder or the provider, he got on a boat and he said, let's go to the other side. He got on a boat to get away from settling where he's at. Do you believe, do you believe that the Lord has men of God specifically assigned to your life, to your purpose, so that we would challenge you out of settling where you are. And we would take that and change it into an incentive to go over to the other side. Get on that ship and launch over to the other side. There is a generation on the other side that needs the liberation of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, so the Lord, um, he tells us, even when he is facing Pilate, my kingdom is not for this hour or my kingdom is not for this world right now. If it was, my servants would fight for me. My angels would just slay the Roman uh, legion and put me in charge. Caesar would be out of business right now. But I came to start something. I'm not going to settle until I accomplish what I came to do. I'm going to pay the price for my people. I'm going to deliver my people. I'm going to provide for my people. I'm going to build my church. And so he, he did not allow the pull of humanity. Uh, today, as a champion, are you a champion in God? Yes. Are you more than conquerors through Christ? Yes. I, I don't know how you feel. You might not feel like a conqueror. Somebody listening, somebody with me, you say, Doc, I I know I'm a conqueror, but I don't feel like a conqueror. Never mind how you feel. Are Are you willing to allow incentive that is divine in source to take you from what you feel to who you're called to be? Are you ready to get on that ship that cannot sink? Are you ready to get on that ship that will never fail to make the other side? Are you ready to get on that ship that no storm can prevail against, no demon can defeat, and no enemy can destroy? Are you ready to get on that ship? You say, well, Doc, I'm on that ship. Well, are you ready to sail? Do you believe 
that, that the Lord um, anoints and sends men of God yes. to speak specifically to your level yes. so that instead of settling for being a king or a ruler of the wishes of man, you would be a servant of the will of God. Do you believe there are men like that? You're looking at one right now. <laughs> and, and, and so he, he, uh, he, uh, he says, let us go to the other side. We, we can actually uh, see the account in, uh, in, in, the, in the word of God, but we can see it in the record of Luke. And uh, Luke, the, the disciples, wrote in the ninth chapter, but also he's the one that recorded the, uh, the um, book of Acts. So he tells us in, in Luke the very confession of the Lord. Um, and um, it's, uh, it says uh, um, that he went into a ship in the 22nd verse uh, of, the, of the ninth chapter, or, or, or rather the... Uh, the eighth chapter uh, of um, of um, of Luke, and he says he he told his disciples, and let us let us go over to the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. I'm I'm going to talk about uh, preservation, protection, preservation and protection. But as they, as they sailed, he fell asleep, verse 23. There came down a, a, a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. See, sometimes you think you did the wrong thing. Sometimes you think... Wait, maybe I should go back to the shore and allow mankind to make me the king of what they want me to be. But then remember that the one that enabled you to do what no man could naturally do did not call you to settle there, but to get on a ship and go to the other side and fulfill purpose. And you are better off being a servant of the will of God than a king of the will of man. Yeah. Yes. And so sometimes, maybe I'm talking to someone, that you obeyed God and you hit a storm. Yeah. Now, the only thing that's going to sink is your panic. Because you have a preserver with you. You have a covenant with you. You have a promise with you. You have a helper with you. Never leave you. Never forsake you. With you always. To the end of the age. No weapon will prosper. Nothing will harm you. And, 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 and so... So the storm hit them and they were in jeopardy, real jeopardy. That's a real situation, necessitates your, uh, your uh, prayer request. Yeah. 
Help, help, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm in jeopardy. Amen? Amen. Well, you know, jeopardy, um, uh, you know, a, a threat for life and limb, a threat for well-being, a threat of welfare is real. But God is greater and uh, uh, is ready to turn your jeopardy into a victory. And so it says, and they came to him and woke him saying, Master, Master, we perish or we're going to die. And um, then he arose and rebuked the wind. This is the will of God. The will of God is that mankind would act upright. Mankind would be humble enough to receive the authority granted to him by God to carry the gospel of the good news everywhere we go. I want to talk to every bishop, every senior pastor, every uh, um, uh, chief of the church, every graduate uh, of IMI, every doctor, and every postgraduate first century disciple. Stand upright spiritually. And get ready, because the one that called you on this ship will preserve you in this ship. You will not be in between two shores, incapable of declaring the good news and preaching the message of deliverance. You're making it to the other side. You've launched to the other side. You'll not quit halfway. You'll not go down to the bottom side. This is the day of your performance. This is the hour of your victory. And these words are full with reignition incentive in your life to reignite you with the incentive necessary to call upon the name of the Lord. Do you, Lord, don't you care that we perish? Yes, he cares that you are in a situation of jeopardy and he has called us to connect life together. And I believe God that this body of believers will break the chains of your opposition. The storms will be ruled over. Thank you very much. The tribulation will be ruled over. The chaos will be ruled over. The threats will be ruled over. The, 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 The opposition will be ruled over. And, uh, and, and so he rebuked the wind and um, he rebuked the wind and told, proclaimed peace to the waters. And, um, and they came uh, to him or they, they said to him uh, and he, he said, and there was a great calm. Yes. Uh, uh, there was a great calm, verse 24. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? Okay, so we're heirs of the book. We're heirs of the sacred scriptures. And we're heirs of the faith. Stop. He that believes in me, Jesus said, talking about himself, the works that I do shall he do also. 
and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father. Thank God he poured out the spirit of faith upon his body, the church, and in the 21st century, no storm, no wind, no devil, no demon, no cult, no army, no force, no disease, no affliction, no plot, no plan, no pit dug by an enemy, no distorted gospel preached by mediocre individuals and no opposition to the cause of Christ will prevail against this body, the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you believe it, shout somebody. And so, so the Bible, the word of God, the Holy Scripture says, um, he rebuked the wind and there, there, there was a great calm. You're going from great jeopardy to great calm. Your panic will sink. Fears are being terrorized in your life by the good news of the gospel. And they're packing up and leaving. A great peace is coming upon your soul and upon your life. A calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they, and they were afraid. And what manner or what kind of man is this? For he commands the winds and the water, and they obey him. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. I want to stop there. When you are connected to the gospel, to the good news, to the holy scriptures, to the great commission, to the Lord, you are connected to purpose, and purpose is connected to you. You are connected to making a difference. And you are on your way to making a difference. And I am talking to postgraduate, I'm talking to Men, right now I'm praying for you. The gates of hell that have unleashed an attack over some of um, our disciples and our friends and sister churches and Christians all over the world. These attacks are no different than any others that have taken place for the last 2,000 years. We are not going through anything. You, you are not going through anything that uh, a brother or a sister or the greater part of the family has not at one point or another gone through. But I have been sent to you today not to console you, to tolerate it, but to proclaim its cessation in your life. You said in your heart, why is it happening? Because you're going somewhere. You're going 
to the right place. You're going to fulfill purpose. You're among the right company. You will not fail. The illusion will be silenced. The enemy will be muzzled. The lies will be squelched. The winds will be, will be driven out and the waves will come to a great calm and the storm will be ruled over by this kind of man. This kind, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, he is the man that is the head of the church. He is the, he is the one that, that is the brother of the believer. He is the teacher of the class. He, thank you, thank you. He is the savior of the body. He, he is, he is the redeemer of mankind. And so uh, he is with you now and with us now. You have a storm? Take it off your heart. Take it off your mind. Take it out of your house. Put it in a prayer request. And once you put it there, leave nothing but calm. Sink it into the altar of God. Because you're not on the wrong ship. You're on the right ship. And if, if you are a child of God and you know that the Lord Jesus, the Christ, is the Savior of the world, and he said he uh, is the only way to the Father, and, and, and John, the revelator, said, he that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son does not have life, but the wrath of God abide on him. Do you have the Son? Do you believe that Christ died for you and rose again for your justification? If you do, then you are on a ship that cannot sink. And you are in connection right now with an acceleration of the calm in your life. And the victory in your life. And you're going to arrive to your shore of purpose. You, you, you're going to arrive to your shore of purpose. You're, you're going from one place where you fed people, one place where you sowed seed, to a place where you're going to bring the good news of the gospel and the power of your purpose. Many of you, many of you, International Miracle Institute students, you, you, you said, Doc, thank you for the heavenly identity download. And many of you know that the Lord has laid it on our hearts to sow one million uh, heavenly identities. 20 hours of teaching about, from Doc about who you are after you received the Lord into your life. And um, when you go to... Uh, www.globalrevival.com and um, you go find out how you could download Heavenly Identity 
and the teaching into your life that will remind you from the Holy Scriptures what happened to you when you received Christ into your life and when you were baptized into his death and you rose again to live in newness of life unto his resurrection. Then many of you are, are students of the International Miracle Institute and this is our vision, our mission now as we have carried the gospel to the ends of the earth is to raise up extraordinary human beings that have been uh, normal, have been natural, have been ordinary until we met the Lord and something began and a transformation and a change began and the compassion of God flows through our life for the human beings of the world. We don't want them hurting. We don't want them dying. We don't want them failing. We don't want them hating. We don't want them lost. We want them delivered. And so this end time spiritual army. That is an army of peace. Carrying the working of miracles. And the signs and the wonders. Along with the preaching of the gospel is an army we're committed to raise. So this year, when you make your plans to be part of the great global graduation with us here and around the world, you know that you're not alone, but 224 nations around the world are represented by New Testament believers carrying in the 21st century the same supernatural mountain-moving faith that Jesus delivered to his apostles and disciples in the first century. And 2,000 years removed, the body of Christ has not failed. Jesus has not failed. God has not fallen. The Holy Ghost has not left. The devil has been defeated. And you have been called by God. And if, my God, if you're an International Miracle Institute student, or you're a doctor, if you are my alumni, if you are a chief of the church, and I want to talk to my, my uh, people groups, if you're from the islands of the sea, people groups, I don't want to start naming. If you're from the continents of the, of the world and, and, and the tribes of the earth, you're an heir of the promise that God made to Abraham and to his seed and that through Jesus Christ, that blessing of Abraham would come on you and I who are called Gentiles would come on us through Jesus the Christ. If you are a doctoral uh, graduate, if you have earned your doctorate degree, you are a doctor of divinity, you are a doctor of theology, you're a doctor of philosophy, or you're a doctor of ministry. And you say, Doc, there's more for me. Well, there is. There is a postgraduate appointment called first century discipleship that I'm calling you to and you are part of that and you you got be you became part of that maybe I'm talking to somebody who got on the ship and you got hit by the storm and right now you're in the middle of the storm I'm telling you you're getting to the other side you call and make your plans to be part of my next first century discipleship class right here where the Lord will cause you to experience the the change that he has called us to testify and to minister to you in this same book that I'm teaching about. The Lord has directed me to make available in, in, 
in a leather-bound, uh, numbered, uh, limited edition um, um, uh, reproduction, facsimile reproduction that is only available to some of you that has on it as, as those that are with us keeping the holy archival the very seal of our movement 2,000 years removed from the Lord you have in here pastor on your pulpit a book to read out of that has in it every book both the canon and the deuterocanon as the New Testament King James and, and any other New Testament translation has always been. And, and so I want to tell you that God has placed on my heart and for many, many, many years, uh, well, about what, since 2011, till now, I am on a mission to raise up 500 impillared supernatural end time miracle workers that are kind of like the 500 witnesses that experienced direct tutelage and teaching by the Lord Jesus after he rose from the dead and they continued to remain most of them until the days of St. Paul the Apostle the most extant writing uh, uh, or the, the most published author in our New Testament from the first century. But in the last number of weeks, there's been a very strong fire in my spirit with reference regards regarding first century discipleship. Many of you who are heads of movements, uh, you are bishops over movements, you are part of also ordained and licensed through us. This is your opportunity to make your plans to be with us. This year be with me in some of the coming uh, classes that I will have at the apostolic headquarters and where we could spend a week together and I could teach you and minister to you. Especially now. You can get on the phone. You could send in an email. You could find out about this, this special gift that I want to give you. And you could, you could say, I want to renew my commitment to first century discipleship. And uh, I know there's more. I am, you tell my people, say, I am the person doctor was talking about. The man of God was talking about a storm. I got on the boat of first century and I got hit by a storm and I made up my mind I won't sit in between two destinations anymore. Today is the day that I will make an act of faith and bring an immediate experience of calm and land on the other side to bring salvation and deliverance. Amen. To, to, the, to, to the demoniacs of this world. Amen. Amen. It's not their fault they're demoniacs. Are you listening to me? They want to be free. And uh, so he is your preserver. He's your protector. Praise the Lord forever. Hallelujah. He is your protector. Let me stop here. When you pass uh, through the waters, he'll be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. I'm not telling you to go walk through a fire. But I'm telling you there's nothing fired at you. 
that will prevail against you. I'm telling you that your circumstance right now does not have dominion over your stance right now in Christ Jesus. Your stance is superior to your circumstance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your stance is superior to your circumstance, your preserver, your protector, uh, your deliverer uh, 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 is superior to your storm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, your preservation is greater than the threat of your perish. Your perishing is tilted. Hmm. I believe God, I want you to pray. I believe God that every disease, every affliction, cancer, you leave that body, diagnosis, the doctors will check and say it's changed, hernia, higher hernia, cataracts, you dissipate and melt, be gone, ears be open. Father, touch the hands, touch the body, touch the lives of people. Right now, there are some that have loved ones that are at the edge and at the verge. Uh, I pray right now for the deliverance of that pastor. Let her go in the name of Jesus. Let her go back to her husband and go back to her church. I pray for every individual that is under the threat of assassination or murder or, 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 or catastrophe. Be set free in the name of the Lord. Father, I ask you to send your angels and implement your heavenly host to go to work right now and set men and women free so that you will get all of the honor and all of the glory and we will hear your testimony. The testimony of your people. Talk and share about what you have done. Every infirmity, every malady, every weakness, every opposition, every condition of threat and, 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 uh, and destruction is right now at a halt. It's at a halt. It's at a halt. They arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. So when he went forth to the land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils a long time and wear no clothes because, you know, he was demon-possessed, right? Neither abode any in any house, but in the tombs. That's pretty terrible. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, thou Son of God, most high? I beseech you, torment me not. Because he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, um, for oftentimes it had caught him 
and he was kept bound with chains in fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion. Because many devils were entered into him. Or some translations say, because we're many. And Jesus asked him, saying, or commanded him, saying, uh, um, and he begged him, he begged Jesus and said, we beseech you, we beg you, we pray you, we ask you. I'm amplifying the word. But he said that he would not command us to go out into the deep. Don't send us out of the region or don't send us into the deep. Your, your, your enemy will beg you not to drown him. Mm. <clears throat> and there was there a herd of many swine pigs feeding on the mountain and they besought him that he would suffer them these, these devils are speaking to Jesus that they, that, that they would suffer them or allow them to enter into the swine or into them and he suffered them then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake, and were choked. Um, when they had, uh, when they had, uh, when when they that fed them, excuse me, saw what was done, they ran away or fled, and went and told it. In the city and in the country. Then they went into, out to see what was done. And they came to Jesus and found the man. Out of whom the devils were departed. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Clothed and in his right mind. And were afraid. Were afraid. Now. Um, am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? Yes. You see, this great breakthrough that our Lord performed on behalf of humanity was ministry. It was service. Jesus would not have said, you feed them, had he not continued this ministry through the early church and throughout the ages till today. The single most, uh, uh, you know, humanitarianly inclined, uh, uh, mindful of the poor, group of people on planet earth is the body of Christ. And so Jesus, he feeds the people not because they're poor, but he feeds them because sometimes you're in a situation where your money can't help you. So he supernaturally feeds them. And when he feeds them, we notice in the accounts when he fed the multitude, that was the time when he could have been crowned king of Israel. And rather than he allowing this to become his arrival point, see, see, sometimes God uses you and has used you so powerfully 
that the will of man and mankind around you pulls on you to settle where you are. And sometimes you do it. But sometimes you do it reluctantly and after a while you say, I'm not going to do it anymore. And you get on that ship. And when you get on that ship, you go sometimes, I don't know if I'm talking to you, you go sometimes and then all of a sudden you hit a storm. And then all the thoughts come and say, why did that storm come? You made a mistake. Well, I've come to tell you, the feeder or the provider is the preserver and the protector. Because you're going to a shore of ministry that brings deliverance, hallelujah, Hallelujah. to those who are bound. So when they arrived to the other side, they found another circumstance that no doctor, no psychologist, no psychiatrist, no rabbi, no doctor of the law, no Pharisee, no Sadducee, no tradition, Uh, of the ancients, no herbal remedy can help. They found a man that had been so filled with devils that even chains could not bind him. He was completely and totally filled with spiritual entities that fortified his physicality to make him live beside himself and function in superhuman power. Breaking chains, taking rocks and cutting his body because the devil hates humanity. God loves humanity. God wants to heal your body. God wants to free your mind. And God wants to get your... ship on the other side so he can use you in first century discipleship and international miracle institute like you have never been used this side of eternity before hallelujah and he has sent me to you to talk to you about that today and um, so this man will rip his clothes he didn't understand what it's like to have shame he didn't understand what it's like not to belong Uh, In society, he really didn't care about living in houses or living among society. He went and lived in the tombs. It it shows us his identification with death through dead spirits. In other words, spirits of death. Are you here? Now, in, in this case, you could talk about suicidal tendencies. You could talk about, you could, you could see people in different parts uh, of your life or around you and your surroundings or maybe challenges in your own thought life that you can detect that negativity is not you but it's coming against you. But you look in the world and you see that certain people sometimes kill other people. Uh, they murder other people. They function like animals. They're just beside themselves. And sometimes uh, medical, chemical, psychological, uh, you know, even religious cannot make a difference. There has to be power to make a difference. Yes. And, and so obviously this, this man was not uh, inclined to kill himself, but he was literally terrifying and terrorizing that entire Gadarean region 
And they pretty much settled for him living in the tombs. And all of them knew about him living in the tombs. And so when, when the Lord showed up with the disciples, and I want to stop here and talk about disciples because we're talking about deliverance. Aren't we talking about deliverance? Yes. Shout disciples. disciples. That word is students, but not in the contemporary way of, of, of study. Like you would listen to a professor take notes and then have a broad enough mind to question and answer and all that. No, the student of the cradle of Christendom or the student of the cradle of the Abrahamic uh, lifestyle was someone who would live almost with their teacher. They would sweep the house. They would do the housework. They would carry the bags. They would watch his conduct. They would learn as much from his silence as they would from his words. They would follow in his footsteps. And that way, they would not be um, taught about him. They would be taught by him. They would not be shown what they will never have an opportunity to do. They will receive the empowerment to do what their teacher does. So Jesus said, it is enough for the disciple to be like his master. So in other words, when you go and you do all these things, then thank God when you, when you, Cast out devils when you feed the poor, when you heal the sick in my name, when you preach the gospel in my name, and you, you, you go sent by me, Jesus said, as my Father has sent me, and you do these things, then you're like your master. Are you, are you following? So this disciple, this disciple, these disciples were with the Lord. They were the same people asked, where is your faith? And now they land on the shore. They left a shore. They left a realm. They left a place where they could have settled. But they use that like you're using this living word. If I'm talking to one person and this living word is your incentive to say, no, I will not allow myself to be the byproduct of my environment. I will allow God to send me to change the environments of this world by his power and by his authority and in his name so he would get all the credit, all the honor, and all of the glory. If I'm talking to you, then Jesus went from where is your faith to showing up on the shore and here is a man that an entire society cannot cure. Chains cannot bind. Psychologists and psychiatrists cannot help. Herbalists cannot cure. Uh, Sedatives cannot uh, silence. Houses cannot house or home. He's in the tombs. He is naked and he cuts himself daily with stones and you can be sure he's not having conversation or talk with anyone. People are avoiding him. But when he sees the Lord Jesus, Although our Savior looks like the rest of the people. The invisible forces of darkness recognize the invisible power of light. The defeated, dark, evil, satanic powers recognize the glorious, divine, and holy provision of God. Yes. 
He, he said, we know who you are. You're telling us to come out. We know who you are. Are you here to torment us? Please don't sink us. Don't cast us into the deep. Don't send us to Hades. Don't put us in hell. Don't command us. It seems to me that the scriptures are clear that the devils know whatever the word says, they have to obey. Whatever the word says, they have to obey because he rules and reigns on this earth in dominion and in power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Jesus commands this legion, this myriad of devils, maybe 2,000, maybe 5,000, according to the number of swine, and he says, go. They go into the swine, and, and the swine immediately can't live with it. And uh, they... They drown. They run down a steep hill and drown. Are, 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 am I talking to you? Yes. Disciples? Yes. Disciples? Yes. Okay. Now, there's deliverance. In front of the disciples, there is deliverance. And they see legion leave with a word. Now there are feeders of the swine. The swine were doing okay. The swine were doing okay until Jesus decided, no, I, I want to free the human because the Lord does not see you as an evolved animal. The scriptures tell us that God said, and let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he cares for you more than he cares for the cattle on a thousand hills. Are you listening? And, and so there, there's a multiple truths in that, in the Holy Scriptures, in that context of the message that Jesus is preaching at the time that the Lord is declaring it. Uh, the swine is an unclean animal, and if the pigs, if the devils want a claim, they shouldn't claim a human. Because Christ wants to proclaim cleanliness and cleansing. And over your life, I declare by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the cleansing power of his precious blood and the washing capacity of his sacred water of the word. You are clean. You are clean. You are not sick. You are not afflicted. You are not tormented. You are not defeated. You are not demonized. You are not distorted. You are not disoriented. You are not discomforted by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work. By the power of your baptism into his death and resurrection into his newness of life, you are clean. You are clean. You are clean. Now the feeders of the pigs 
hear about it. What do they hear about? Deliverance. Deliverance. The ship landed. First century discipleship class got off. (laughs) And all of a sudden, a man who lived like an animal was set free instantly because there was deliverance in that journey. And then and they're like they're, they're they're thinking, well, we're feeders of this flock, and this flock is now drowned. And they came back or came to see what happened. And what they saw was the man clothed and in his what? And, and so He went from being in his wrong mind to being in his right mind. And uh, deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Deliverance. There will be no emotional bondage. There will be no soulish bondage. There will be no mental disorder. There, there will be no, no suicidal tendencies. There will be no curse that rules over you. There will be no disease that is incurable. There will be no continuity of dysfunction in your life. You will not live as a renegade. You will not be an introverted, fear-overridden, and, 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 and defeatist-minded uh, human being. You will not be the outcast of society while society continues to live for its own. You will not, you will not live deprived while the pigs live fed. You will be set free. Right now, by the declaration of the word of the living God, I declare performance over this prophecy in your life. Your skin is healed. Your body is healed. Your joints are healed. Your muscles are healed. Your regeneration is taking place. And the years you think you lost are being restored to you so that you can get on that ship or at least finish the journey because the calm has come and we're about to land and perform some deliverance if you believe it shout about it and thank God hallelujah and 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 woo um And they came and they saw what was done and they fled and went and told it to the people in the city when they came out um, to see what was done and came, verse 35, and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind and they were afraid. 
Now I want you to understand something. You may know this, but many, many Westerners do not know the importance of uh, the Abrahamic tradition, um, the ancient tradition, the Eastern tradition, and uh, the uh, traditions of students in the days of Jesus. You, You see, when it talks about Saul of Tarsus, he was taught at what? The feet of what? Gamaliel. You've got to understand that what being taught at the feet is assuming the position of the nearness and, 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 and the acceptance of the teacher. So we've just went from deliver, deliverance to disciple. We just went from deliverance to disciple. And when they saw that, they were afraid. You see, when the world sees someone go from, <laughs> from, <laughs> from one extreme all the way to another, then all of a sudden they said, my God, uh, it's a Jesus freak. My God, they, they do not understand the change that, that has taken place. It, 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 they were afraid. They were terrified. They were terrified when the man put his clothes on and started thinking straight and signed up for International Miracle Institute (laughs) and for century discipleship. Well, I I won't go much, much further. I'll just tell you that there were 10 cities that were of of, of very, very important uh, significance around where Jesus was in Gadara. Ten cities that were very important. There were more than that, but ten major cities that were very important that the gospel had little access to. And maybe some of us, some of you didn't know that. When this Gadarean got set free, he immediately wanted to follow Jesus and become a disciple. And the Lord told him, no, go tell everybody or show everybody what great things the Lord has done for you. And the original uh, manuscripts show us that he sent him specifically to those 10 regions in that surrounding area of that lake to be an evangelist testifying of merely the miracle. Listen, that he was delivered from permanently. Yes. Yes. Permanently. And so the Lord, the Lord says, now, now, no, no, I don't want you to waste time and follow me and learn more. I want you to go because I've just set you free from the, 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 the most hellish circumstance that the devil can bring a human being to. And I have, I have cities here that I'd like to visit, but I want you to go to these cities and I want you to show them that the deliverance you have received at the hands of the Lord and by the power of his Holy Spirit through the command of the living word is so permanent and so real that you're now wearing clothes, speaking intelligibly, declaring the good news that I have plans for humanity. They don't belong in the 
the tomb. They don't belong in the grave. They don't belong in the dark. They don't belong insane. They don't belong demonized. They don't belong in the hospital. You go tell them that the deliverer has come and I have delivered you. Not only that, I have discipled you. Go and be an evangelist to the glory of God, to your own personally assigned cities. And and Jesus sent him to testify and preach the gospel in those regions where he was very well known and very talked about in the past, just as the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead became a very strong testimony for the glory of the Lord. The deliverance of the Gadarene was very strong for um, the testimony of the gospel. I, I want to stop and remind you uh, you say, man of God, I, 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 want, I want to be part of this International Miracle Institute. I, I'm an alumni. Doc, you haven't seen me in several years. I want to be part of this upcoming um, first century discipleship. And I want to be part of the graduation. I want to be part of representing what God is doing through my ministry, my business, my family around the world. But maybe you're, you're right now part of the heavenly identity and you say I want to be I want to be a student I want to learn I, I want to be taught by a man of God and I believe that God, God sent you to me I want to be taught by someone who's an heir of this I sense in my spirit I know in my heart that you're called to minister to me and I'm called to be a son to you in the spirit. That I want you to let me know. Then those of you that are, so first of all, the feeder. Now provision is happening to us now. Provision is coming to you now. Provision not only in the form of satisfaction, but in the form of also gathering the leftover to feed uh, to feed others. In other words, overflowing provision. That's, that's yours right now. Uh, you need provision. Send in your prayer requests. Uh, I've, been, I've been to your region. I've been to your uh, church. I've been to your uh, country, your city. We've been to you. We're coming to you. We're with you now. Provision. That happened, and you say, Doc, you know what? I did have such a pull of the gravity, the gravity of the willpower of, of people, the soulish desires of people regarding my ministry and my call and whatever, and the cares of this world in, in a positive way even, and I was succeeding, and so I, I, I felt like I'm a king in that place, and I... And Today, I've, I sense an incentive to graduate from being a king over average to being a servant of the extraordinary. And I'm getting on that ship. And then the thirdly, you say, Doc, I got on that ship. I met, hit halfway. <laughs> and all the hell broke loose and and so I'm here to tell you preservation and what protection 
and there's going to be a great calm. Why? Because there's purpose. You got on that ship for what? Purpose. To get to the other side to do what? To bring deliverance or ministry. When you got to the other side and you get into the other side, deliverance and ministry to set people free from the maladies and the afflictions that are incurable and the conditions that have no rehabilitational uh, 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 program. There needs to be an immediate breaking of the yoke off of that kind of condition. So you're going to that realm. And, uh, and, and then the multiplication of disciples. You're going to see this miracle take place, these miracles take place, first in you. Change, transform by the power of the Lord so that the works that he has called you to do, you do. This is why you're with me. This is why you're with us. And this is why you're connected because you know there's more for you and God than you're experiencing. And as a disciple or a student, you will not only see and learn about, you will receive and be changed by and carry that. And from that miracle, cities all over that area were constantly and continually visited and revisited and told the story and retold the story by the man who used to be a tomb-dwelling, uh, demon-possessed, insane castaway. He became now the guest of homes, invited to dinner, invited to feasts, asked to tell the story in order to share the great good news of what the Lord has done for him. I want to hear from you. I want my team here to start praying in the spirit, if you will. Father, I thank you for my mission for your people. I thank you for my mission. I thank you for my mission in America in the island kingdoms, in Canada and this Americas, in Europe and the UK, in the Baltic states and Africa, in the Near East and the Middle East, in the Far East and throughout the northern parts of Asia, in all of the hundreds of the islands that make up the indigenous people groups around the earth. They are connected with us and we are connected with them. And I thank you for a mandate that you have given us and an empowerment that you have delivered to us. And one day in your time, we will all stand in eternity. A people from every nation, every 
uh, uh, people, every kindred and every tongue, and we will lift up our hands and our voices and sing the song of the redeemed, the righteous that have accepted your plan and provision of salvation and deliverance. And today, as your doors of training and equipping are wide open, we thank you. We thank you for every hungry heart, for every sponsoring disciple, for every, uh, for every, for every willing person that they will utilize this word in their spirit now as a catalyst, as a, as a, as a fuse to pursue being the servant of the most excellent rather than the king among the average. We give you honor and praise and glory. We magnify you and thank you that as the testimonies are coming in and the prayer requests are coming in and the miracles are taking place, we are now experiencing the greatest harvest of men and women that are stepping into the uh, impillership to be pillars in the temple of the Lord, to be living testimonies for the glory of God. I love you. We bless you. We declare God's will over your life, the salvation of your loved ones, the healing of your family, the restoration of your relationship, the deliverance of your mind, uh, the breaking of your addiction, the freedom of you, your faith, and the pursuit of your call. In the name that is above all names, by the power of the fullness of the Godhead, we declare the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion and fellowship and companionship of the almighty Holy Spirit. And everyone shout amen. Amen. I love you. I want to hear from you. Call me and write me and testify to Dr. Robin, uh, the family, the extended family, and the global body of believers. Now, God bless you, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfush Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today, Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.